Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fire up the grill. Fill up your cup. And get the recliner ready. It's time for Hour 2 of Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe. Here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Brought to you by Grillwork Supply Company. Explore the flavors of Oregon at Grillwork Supply Company in Beaverton or at grillworkspdx.com. And here comes Hines again. Oh my goodness! Can he do it twice? Is this for real? Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. 101 yards. Football Sunday on 1080. Do you believe it? No. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. What this is not on here. The fan. Number two, football no Sunday. You can't be stopped now because it's bad boy for life. <laughs> Dude, we got Scott Hansen on the TV, who I incorrectly called Chris Hansen less than five minutes ago. kind of looks like Chris Hansen. Listen, <laughs> why don't you take a seat? Yeah, why don't you sit, take a seat? Oh, I will take a seat, and I hope you're taking a seat in what are you your. Doing here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's going on? I'm just being an idiot, you know, <laughs> just, just trying to look for Bring a friend. Damn, I guess. Oh my God, though! But Red I Zone just is watched on that South Park episode. <laughs> it's classic. Uh, what's classic though is Week One of NFL Sunday. Yeah! We've made it. Um, I mean, they're showing they're showing the game, the schedules, the money lines over on all of it right now. Again, we just saw Scott Hansen's beautiful mug on the screen. It, we made it. We made it, folks. <laughs> we did perfectly quaffed hair for, for Scott Hansen. Yeah, here we go. Man. It was a long seven months, but we did it. I'm you, you know one thing we haven't talked enough about, and I know we'll get to it eventually, but all the new faces and new places. Ah, yes. And we're going to see plenty which, of that. And it's starting immediately, and so I'm super excited to see what some of these new uh, these new teams, these new iterations of the teams look like. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, let's look at the Pac-12 from yesterday, though. Uh, did, do we got some uh, college football music? Yeah, I'm getting it right Oh, now. I'm sure we do. I'm sure it's somewhere in there. Uh, but as I mentioned, there were some patsy wins yesterday, you know, some formalities out there. Uh, I believe one of those, uh, well, believe it was, Oregon State uh, beating UC Davis by a billion, uh, 55-7 to seven was one of those. Washington was another uh, one where they played Tulsa 
and it was 43-10 to final score. Michael Penix, 409 yards, three touchdowns. And then the other game on uh, the schedule that was uh, Patsy as well, USC, and actually this was a conference game, USC taking on Stanford, 56-10 to victory for USC. No surprise there. But we do have uh, a few other games that happened in the conference. This was in the early morning slate, and oh my God, disaster avoided. Utah barely escapes Baylor 20-13. to I think at one point in the third quarter, Utah's uh, backup quarterbacks had a total of like 64 passing yards, couldn't run the ball. I, I was at the zoo. The Rhinos were putting on a show. I did not see what happened at the end of this game, but I did just see that uh, Utah somehow pulls out a win against Baylor. 20 to 13. That would have been ugly because Baylor lost to Texas State last week, for God's sakes. The fighting armadillos from uh, the movie Necessary Roughness, Texas State, you know, but. <laughs> I no, was going to say they're the Bobcats. We <laughs> no, went over this. No. But, uh, I, wish, I wish they were the fighting armadillos now. No. Damn. But uh, Utah was able to, to eke one out and let you know, man, how how good of a defense that really, you know, really is. Fourth quarter, they showed up when they were supposed to because it was looking bleak for a long time. So, man. Great job to the Utes for going out there and uh, getting a big win. It's hard to win in Texas. Future, it's super big, hard to win in Texas, anywhere in Texas. Clearly. Future Big 12 matchup right there, right? Yes, it is a future Big yeah, 12 We're going to be seeing that one a lot more often, so I'm excited for that. And, you know, the level of backup quarterbacks in college football sucks. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, quite a drop-off there from Cam Rising Huge to the other two. Uh, the biggest uh, – actually, I want to I skip that. I want to I end with that one. Uh, we saw a huge rivalry game that the game didn't really uh, perform at all as Kenny Pickett gets sacked by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Colorado gets a 36-14 victory over Nebraska. Boy, Nebraska, 23 points in their first two games. Colorado, a billion points in their first two games as Shador Sanders goes for 393 yards, two touchdowns. He had one on the ground as well. Colorado, they uh, are looking like the hype is real. And uh, they are going to be going into their in-state rivalry game next week against Colorado State and likely into Oregon with a 3-0 and record. Colorado oh, looking damn good, Rashad. The hype is absolutely real. Coach Prime is the real deal as a coach. Say what you want to about him and his attitude and his flashiness, whatever the case is. He knows how to coach some football. So far, all of his boys that came from Jackson State um, are looking like they're, they, they belong in the pack. 12 or the Big Ten or wherever <laughs> wherever the they end up. Shador Sanders is going to be putting his name in that Heisman conversation here sooner than later. For he sure. had a throw in that game also that uh, as soon as he made it and it was complete, I was like, well, that's an NFL throw. Like that is to a T. I think he was booting out left, cross body, hitting an out route, right in the hands. It's just like... <laughs> That is beautiful football right it's there. It's in his jeans, man. Yes. It's in his jeans. Uh, Speak, speaking of jeans, nobody's talking about Shiloh Sanders on the defensive end. On the defense, end. absolutely. I mean, see, so he's got two sons. Dion Prime does playing for Colorado, and, yeah, they're he, both kicking butt. They got their two-way star as well. Uh, what was his Travis name? Hunter. Travis Hunter. Yeah, they, man, he had a pick in the first game, 100 yards in the first game, then I think 70-some yards receiving in this game. Bomb. Playing a hundred plus snaps a game, he is. I think I saw a tweet that so said he was an alien, which is true. He 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 is an alien representative of the human race. He is not the same. He is a Martian, as uh, I believe uh, one Wayne Carter used to say. Exactly what he says. Um, UCLA they played uh, San Diego State, the future uh, conference opponent of Oregon State, 
and they won 35-10. Uh, UCLA just over a week ago had three quarterbacks, apparently. Well, they have one, Dante Moore. He is their guy. Um, sorry, Garbers. I know that you have a long storied history of being a starting quarterback for Cal. Um, but, yeah, Dante Moore, you want to talk about the real deal, he's looking like it too. Man, he looks like a quarterback. He's got quarterback hair, black quarterback <laughs> hair, 290 yards and three TD, uh, uh, tuds in, the, in his first uh, game as a quarterback. Like, I think you got your guy, UCLA. Yeah, Dante Moore kicking it. Didn't they get, like, this kid Schley from either Kent State? or Like, a senior quarterback also transferred from, like, the Big 12 as oh, yeah. well. Chip was saying, like, before their game, he was like, yep, all three of them are going to play. Yep. And then Ch- uh, Garbers will be out there. Dante is like, okay, no. I don't, I don't think you need to do that anymore. Dante Moore is really, really good. And, and he did it w- with Marcus Mariota, for instance, at, at Oregon. His freshman year identified him so early on that it made Darren Thomas move on. It, like he knew he wasn't going to go anywhere, but he literally skipped his last year of college eligibility just because Marcus Mariota was coming up. Well, Surprised that Chip didn't do that here with Dante Moore. Well, and after the game last week, he had a line which like is the most glowing that chip will ever have about a backup freshman quarterback and the fact that he then started and played this game and played as well as he did i'm like okay i think chip even recognizes this dude is damn good um a few other games in the conference uh these were the late night games that i unfortunately ended up passing out watching because i was so damn tired yesterday but on my phone in my bed, I had Auburn Cal, and then on the TV, I had Oklahoma State Arizona State. Why? Because Oklahoma State was only up 17 to 15 against Arizona State going into the fourth quarter, and then Cal led Auburn going into the fourth quarter 10 to 7. Like, what? What was happening? And then I woke up this morning. Well, actually, I woke up, I think, at like 1 a.m. with my phone in my bed, TV still on, and very confused. And I checked the scores. Oklahoma State pulls out the victory against Arizona State, 27-15. And Auburn beat Cal 14-10. Damn it! So the Pac-12's hopes of going completely undefeated in the first uh, uh, two weeks of the season, their hopes were literally dashed in the final quarter of those two games. Damn it, Arizona State and Cal. Yeah, Arizona State, I'm not as surprised about. Cal, a little surprising, but considering they're playing. I don't know how good Auburn is supposed to be this year, if they're supposed to be good at all, it's, but the uh, fact that they had them at seven points through three, I'm, I am legitimately mad that Cal did not I, win that game against Auburn. I'm only going to give Auburn the nod because they're an SEC team, because they, they have in most cases, probably larger-than-life talent up front and stuff. So I would give them the nod, but, I mean, so that's not as surprising. Arizona State losing Oklahoma State because it's Arizona State, again, not as surprising. So if there were a couple of outliers for the Pac-12, for me, it would have been always Cal and – or, excuse me, Arizona and Arizona State, maybe not Cal as much. Yeah, I would have loved to see Cal pull that win out. It really sucks that as we get to a point now, we're probably in week three going to have eight Pac-12 teams going into the top 25. In the last season, the Pac-12, in in what a battle between the SEC and Pac-12 has always been waged, you know, between, like, elite players, now seems closer than ever and it just sucks that we are we are seeing the last year of the Pac-12 as we're kind of coming to maybe more more parity amongst the conferences with talent and coaches because like the Nick Saban era is it over in Alabama is Steve Sarkeesian in Texas like starting to light things up like there are questions now it's not just like the five blue bloods anymore yeah Georgia's great but 
Who else is it going to be this year? And the Pac-12 is closer than ever. Cal's the representative of that, almost beating Auburn last night, because I don't think they've ever gotten that close. It just sucks to see this happening in such an awesome year, but damn, it's gone. It's yeah. gone after this year. It, it, it is not just that year for the Pac-12, but yeah, college football. I mean, you have Florida State and Texas pulling two of the early season upsets against LSU and mm-hmm. Alabama Huge. of all teams, so I mean, that is uh, that is very surprising right there. So yeah, I mean, it's like this fits the narrative of, of this year, kind of with the Pac-12 being good and adding all these teams. A lot of teams uh, at the top uh, we haven't been used to seeing are probably going to be there this uh, year. So another one that almost was a victory for the Pac-12 and quite frankly wasn't looking like it was going to be a victory, but Mississippi State, they led Arizona 14-0 at halftime. Uh, excuse me, 14-7 at halftime. They had a 14-0 lead. They, they were leading them 21-7 in the third quarter. Arizona fought back. They went to overtime, but uh, Arizona could not pull out the victory against Mississippi State, who I don't know who their coach is now that uh, Mike Leach is gone, unfortunately. But there was another close one where you had a Pac-12 school against an SEC school down to the wire, and unfortunately it went the SEC's way. And then the last game that I want to talk about is probably the biggest victory for the conference, Wazoo, for the second straight year. They win the series against Wisconsin. This year, uh, much more offense <laughs> than last year, but 31-22, and I'm going to say it again, man, Cam Ward, the least talked about quarterback in this conference as far as like being mm-hmm. one of the better ones. Like I cannot, I really hope he shows out this year and is able to um, have some performance where he outshines maybe um, a Shador Sanders, a DJU, or a Cam Rising, like where he kind of shows like, hey, you know, I'm pretty good up here, too. Remember all that hype last year? What did he come out of? Incarnate Word or something was something <laughs> where like he transferred that. from. But, uh, yeah, big win for Washington State. The Cougs fans got to be feeling great heading into this year. God, this Pac-12 season conference uh, schedule and slate is just going to be absolutely bonkers. That was the biggest win in the, in the conference for the week. Um, of course, you had Colorado pulling out a big win against Nebraska, who's, you know, and they were 0-1 at that point. And but, they're just, it's going to be rough. But everybody else, you know, Stanford got beat up on by USC. Washington beat up on Tulsa. Baylor got, you know, lost to, to Utah. Like, a lot of teams they played aren't teams that are expected to really do anything. Washington State going against uh, number 19, Wisconsin, though, huge, huge win for them. Uh, shout out to the Cougs, man. They're 2-0 and to start the year. Seeing that Cougs game, it made me frustrated that both the Beavers and the Cougs are being undersold as college yeah. football programs, as powerhouse programs, because, yeah, they're, they're not the Blue Bloods. They're not even in that second tier or 1A tier like the Oregon Ducks or the Texas of the Worlds are. But what they are are very good teams where great athletes want to be. They've got amazing facilities. They've got – I don't care – you know. Yeah, they're in sleepy little towns in markets that don't usually care about football like they do in the SEC. But damn, they've got a good they've got good programs yeah. and they have to be included. It, with all the other crappy teams that we saw playing yesterday and as good as Oregon State and Washington State are and the fact that they're not going to be power 5 next year, the NCAA has to step in and fix this. This is ridiculous and that I think was my takeaway after yesterday. I got mad as not really a, a super huge fan of those teams, but just a fan of good football and a fan of college football in general. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough year to like, man, just live in it, experience it. Don't worry, you know, like don't worry about what's to come because you just saw this year is it's easy really for what to say. Like you but, guys get to keep your teams yeah, and stuff. Like, true. And also it's this is what the 
Pac-12 fans, and I'm not, like, this year especially, I am very much, like, Pac-12 heavy. I never used to be like that. It was just, hey, is my team taking care of business? Cool. I don't care what conference, division, whatever the hell they're in. I want my team to win. But this year, I can see why everybody is so pissed because it's just like, we've been wanting this what we've been waiting for the for. last 10, 15 years. This season, this example to show people like yeah look we can hold our own we know how to ball out here on the west coast in the pac 12 and so for it to finally happen and we get it and it's the last year that's what makes this so tough is that it's like we've been telling y'all for it it's like oh yeah i guess you guys were right well nice knowing you and it's done um but let's relish in this last week of non-conference games hopefully pac 12 can show out during that time but in the meantime, we have NFL football to get to. Here we go. Uh, also, just update, rookie quarterbacks, uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, rough start. Uh, Brock Purdy's already thrown a touchdown, by the way. Hey! 7 nothing Niners. Not uh, a rookie touchdown, to Brock Purdy. Uh, not a rookie quarterback, rather. Um, yeah, let's get to some NFL football. It's happening right in front of our faces, but let's talk about the NFC and AFC West, because uh, I think I, I still need some records from you guys. I need to give some records myself. So let's do that next. NFL, football, the Western divisions. Get to that next year. Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your Sunday home for college football recaps and the NFL. This is Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday. Uh, Gosh, it is just chaos out there right now. Like fumbles, picks. Nerves. It's a, it's, a, it's a hot mess out there. It's, Fumbled it's, snaps. It's nerves right now. Oh, 100%. Let's, oh, let's go, Trevor. Those bells. 
Those bells got me six to noon real quick. Oh. Sports pants tight. They are bursting at the seams. Okay, uh, what, 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 what's going on right here? Um, AFC West, NFC West. Uh, I know you guys talked about it when I was gallivanting in my white boy weekend in Bend. Um, just be- be- beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful people there. Um, Rashad is pointing at the TV saying pass to this guy. Football is here. Um, so did you guys like have records? Did you say what the, the NFC West, AFC West, what you guys uh, think is going to be happening there? I'm a goldfish. I, I think we did. I just can't remember. <laughs> we exactly. did. Oh, I said we something. We did. I did say something. I think the one thing I do remember is I want to say both of us had either the the 49ers yeah. in first place. and I think it was 49ers, Seahawks. Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals. That's how we. That's Cardinals how we the bottom dweller. Rams pretty much the next bottom dweller. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm. Gosh, I hate every year how we say the 49ers are going to be good because they are, and they usually end up being really, really good, regardless of like. Damn them! They, Jimmy G leaves. They whiff on drafting Trey Lance, and uh, how do they escape out of it? Be out by Mister Irrelevant. Being their starting quarterback now? Just a lot of luck, essentially. Dude, that is... That's what happens when you have a great defense built around you. You can just be subpar at quarterback for a long time. Uh, And a fight is breaking out between the Cardinals and Commanders after a late hit. Football's back, baby. Um, Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be one of, if not the worst teams this year. I mean, what, three wins? Four? Possibly. I mean, they're so I think bad. We said, I think I said four. Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think you said three or four. Four. Yeah. Four. That sounds about right. For four across the board. I'm going four and 15. Uh, four and 15. Jeez. Four and 13, rather. We might get there someday. You know what? Just schedule. give them two more losses just because they're going to be that bad. They're for some so- reason, they're going to have a 19 loss schedule. Uh, they're terrible. <laughs> and count the preseason losses, too. <laughs> yeah, just tack on two more for the hell of it. They're so bad, Caleb Williams is going to pull an Eli Manning, which I think is ridiculous. Well, I don't. Probably. I don't. <laughs> I'm okay with I'm okay with guys saying, yeah, I don't want to play here. It doesn't, man, but this that's is stupid. Uh, don't you can't here. control everything. You, you can't, can't get all the money in the world and dictate. You I can't. Mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that they don't have to go play there. I'm just saying I'm okay with somebody saying, yeah, I don't really want to be but, in New York. And then you look at the Eli situation. It's like, oh, San Diego was a terribly run organization. No, Phillip Rivers was successful for what, 12, 15 years? He didn't there? win no damn Super Bowl, did he? Uh, but that's, Eli won too. That's not because of Eli. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's good, but Patriots he had better. Fan here. Patriots fan here. It's because of Eli. <laughs> no, he had better talent around him. I mean, come on. I like, mean, he had, I mean. David Tyree, if he didn't catch something in his helmet, then one Did, of those wins Phillip wouldn't have Rivers been possible. Antonio Gates for a long time? Mario Manningham, another it's nice catch. a lot of extra talent around Eli, which uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, man, because there's been four guys. I know we're kind of getting off topic, but four guys in the history of the NFL that have basically done this. And, yes, they're all good. So if Caleb is doing this, then he better win two Super Bowls. Get, I, setting yourself up for it right now, buddy. I, I think we can agree that winning a Super Bowl is hard, though. Philip yeah. Rivers, Dan Marino, anybody? Damn good quarterbacks. They just, you know, couldn't do it. Uh, so, yes, Cardinals would suck. Um, I think that the Rams aren't going to suck as much as people think. I see. I, I think there's still is talent on that roster where, where they can go like 7-10. and 10. Some people have them at like 5-4 wins. It's yeah. going to be an absolute mess. Um, yeah, give me 7-10, and 10, but there's definitely going to be some changes after this year. I mean, they're going to get at least two wins against the Cardinals, right? <laughs> 
I, I think they're going like maybe five, five tops. I do not. I, I'm a Rams fan. I do not think that they're going to be doing anything this year. They already lost Cooper Cup uh, first four games. He's on the IR. And now you got basically Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford trying to hold the rest of the team up with no running game. I saw someone in my fantasy draft take Cam Akers, and I'm like, ah, good luck. He ran for like 600 yards last year, buddy. You're screwed. Dude, did I hear something about like how Cooper Cup's injury like might be somewhat serious and like he could just be like a shell of himself after this? They're saying that he's out a minimum of four games. You, you know it's crazy? Like when you say that, like, the shelf life for great receivers and great corners and stuff like that is incredibly short. Yep. Like I can think of like only a few receivers through history that like, man, their entire career, they were great. They got towards the tail end of their career and they were fell off a little bit, but they were still good. Like now you might get a receiver to be the best receiver. Remember that year that Odell Beckham Jr. was the best receiver in the league? <laughs> and then the next year when it was uh, uh, Julio Jones and then the next year, but it's never been anybody for a consistent clip same with corner we're talking about who's the best corner in the league in the league every single year because it changes that much one injury can can change everything for you so hopefully that's not the case with cooper cup well and they're saying that it's a nagging hamstring injury that he will be out like the fact that you don't even know how long he's going to be out for with a hamstring injury and you're chalking him up to at least four that's uh yeah no boing no boing um, so we did the oh Rashad what you got him at five wins six wins what you got there? I got five wins for okay. the Rams uh, potentially six but not enough to move the needle if you just come off uh, you're two years removed from winning a Super Bowl so uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and be safe and say six wins for the Rams okay and let's do the last uh, what I think will be the bottom two teams of the AFC West uh, the Raiders and Broncos I mean Raiders Chandler Jones is doing his best to get out of there. Devontae Adams doesn't want to be there. I think the only person that might want to be there is Jimmy G, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, what are we going for? Five wins for the Raiders? For the Raiders? Yeah. I want to do the bottom teams of both these Western divisions before I'll we probably, get to the cream I'll of the crop. I'll probably go about four wins for the Raiders. I think there's still a lot that needs to be worked out there. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably say four wins. I'd have to go, like, six for each. I, I think uh, both the Raiders and the Broncos – yeah, if uh, Russell Wilson don't work, then Sean Payton's probably going to move on in the middle of the season. I don't expect Russell <laughs> oh, Wilson okay. to work. From Russell, I thought she meant like he quits halfway. No, 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 he's no, like, no, yeah, no. Like he's going to go to another quarterback. No, he just signed like a five-year deal. I know. That's why I was like, oh my god. I think the Broncos I, I, are going to be much better um, this year. I'm going to say Broncos get at least at least uh, seven, eight wins for the Broncos. Eight, nine wins. I, yeah. I think. I listen. Number one, I know that Sean Payton is a better coach than. Who was the coach last Nathaniel year? Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett was a hack as, as a head coach. He couldn't hack it. That's pretty much what it was. And now you've got a real Super Bowl-winning coach coming in to coach a Super Bowl-winning talent who is very reminiscent of one Drew Brees who had a lot of success with Sean Payton. You bring in that offense, you finally get Jerry Judy, you know what I'm saying, to come out and play for you this year, hopefully – he, he can, you know, produce a little more than he did last year. I think the Ram- or excuse me, the Broncos are going to be much better than they were this past year. Say sure. eight and nine? I'm gonna go no, I'm gonna go nine and nine and eight. You know, that's what I wanna go with as well. I um yeah, I really do feel like it is a matter of a head coaching change. Is that you are literally going from one of the worst head coaching hires of all time to one of the smartest offensive minds in the game today. So I just I find it hard to believe that they're going to be worse than last year. 
Um, and I hope that Russ can make a solid meal. He doesn't need to cook. Just make a solid meal out there, please. I, I, okay. You know, I've heard the house staple. I've heard something along the lines of Sean Payton kind of talking to Russell Wilson. It's like this nice guy crap. Oh, he, gonna work. dude, I love the quote not, the, where I'm he was like, it. dude, stop kissing babies. You're yeah. not running for office. Yeah, we yet. don't want that. That's that's. And you know what? Russell Wilson needs to put that aside and go out there and just play football and show everybody that he's not washed. Yeah, it's the same thing that I have an issue with, like, LeBron James doing, focusing on, like, this. And many other athletes do it that I don't like. They focus on this media stuff. They focus on these side businesses. It's like, dude. I don't mind that. It's just, like, your it, sport. It's, I, I do. I it, can't stand it. You're, you're paid to be an athlete. Go be a damn athlete. Worry about all your business stuff. Tom Brady now. Shut up and dribble, eh? Yeah, well, this not guy. so much starting, shut up and dribble, like but it, it is. Here. It is you're there to do something. That's what we want you to do. Quit like diversifying keep... your funds and investing no, in things. I think when it comes That's to stuff fine, like that, like but... I, I understand if you if you aren't performing, right? Like Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't know oh. what it's. Yeah, if you're not performing and you're still talking about your brand, I get then that. Yes. Mr. Unlimited. But when, but when you're LeBron and you're you've been the best player in the sport for 20 years and you've got multiple championships and championships everywhere you go, you've done nothing but. Yeah, I don't have a problem with you starting a school or starting a business or starting any of that stuff. But if you're trash and you don't produce at all, like, I, yeah, bro, I don't want to hear anything about your 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 shoe company or your rap album that you have coming out. Bro. Well, I'm I sorry. think that, I mean, you saw that a lot with uh, Baker, I think. I, I mean, how many commercials did you see Baker Mayfield on? And it's like, dude, ah. you, uh, is that what that's, happens when you yes, get one? Baker is, yes, I'm that's not even, one of those. I'm not even talking about commercials. Go get your money. Go do the endorsements. That's no, what you're supposed to do. Side businesses, side ventures that yeah, have I, nothing to do I'm, with. Yeah. With the sport. I don't yeah, I'm like talking said, about stuff that takes your time away from studying your damn thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I said, now if it was now if it were anybody else if we're talking um lemon pepper Lou or if we're talking <laughs> about um Nick Young, yes, bro. I need you in the gym as much as often, as much as possible, trying to get better. But if if Giannis, who we know works hard, we know is committed to the craft, or Steph and he wants to open Giannis's Ford dealership in Milwaukee, then go for it, bud. (laughs) Then go for it. But, you know, if we haven't been there yet, then, yeah, I don't want you pushing your your car uh, car dealership on you. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Um, So, uh, Broncos, I I got 9-8. Raiders, I got going 5-12 somehow. Uh, It's hard to see a win anywhere, but I guess they got to win some games. They'll play some patsies. Um, All right, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, Football's still on the TV. Isn't that great? And then we'll do the top of these divisions, Chiefs, Chargers, Seahawks, 49ers. Do that next. But first, Jordan Schultz, Sports Center Update. The place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time. Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Just a question that I want you to really think about and ask yourselves. We, we don't got to spend time on it. How many quarterbacks in college football would you rather have start for your NFL team than what the Cardinals are throwing out there or the Commanders in Josh Dobbs and Sam Howell? Oh, man. We know we know at least the four. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Half the Pac-12. No, I would take... I'm probably forgetting some quarterback, some other quarterbacks in the NFL that are, you know, starting games, too, where... I mean, Buccaneers. Guys, I... Do you want Baker Mayfield or would you rather have Caleb Williams I would right now? take... Hell, even Bo Michael Nicks. Penix I'll Jr. Take Bo <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Delora would be a better option for me than Josh Dobbs for the Cardinals. Or for Sam Howell is just like another Jason Campbell situation in Washington. Oh, we're plucking a guy, and he's the quarterback all of a sudden this year. This is 10 months after Ron Rivera said his biggest problem in Washington. Quarterback. Quarterback. 
Quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, 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 wait. Sorry. No, I'm I'm not insulting Carson Wentz, but he's off the roster three months later. Hmm. Uh, yeah, saw that one coming. All right. Uh, top teams in the AFC West and NFC West. Uh, let's go AFC West. I believe that we can all agree that the two best teams in the division are the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers, huge year for them, especially after their disappointing playoff exit against the Jaguars last year. Their biggest addition is offense coordinator Kellen Moore coming over from my Dallas Cowboys. And as much as uh, he would uh, piss me off sometimes, he made me happier with the offensive play calling and performance more times often than not. And I think that's going to translate well for the uh, Chargers. How much improved they're going to be, maybe a game or two, but the offense needs to push the ball downfield. Austin Eckler's great, but when he's getting 100 receptions a year, it's because you're dink and dunk, keeping the offense in five yards in front. Like, unleash Herbert this year. Um, could be a great MVP MVP pick for this year, Justin Herbert. I'm excited about Kellen Moore in that offense. I got him at uh, 11 and 6. But what say you, Rashad and Jordan? I think this is a big year for Justin Herbert. You know, you've been the starting quarterback now. This is year three, is it? Four. First full season as, uh, yes, I think this might be four. Yeah, so, you know, you've had some flashes of greatness. Unfortunately, you haven't been able to put it together and even get to the playoffs, you know, at this point. Um, I think you're going to need to come out and the offense is going to have to show more than that dink and dunk offense that they've been doing forever. Again, if you're, your running back is getting 100 receptions a year, that means you're not throwing the ball incredibly far downfield. And so they got to figure out a way to do it. They went out and drafted uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU as, as hopefully somebody that can, you know, join that receiver core. And he's like fourth on their uh, yeah, depth chart or something. Yeah, I, so, they got one guy that I'm forgetting right now, but besides Allen and Williams. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to have to, you know, really rely on Keenan Allen, who's one of the more reliable and underrated receivers in the league. We don't talk a lot about Keenan Allen. As long Allen. as he doesn't get touched and then fall apart, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, I think that's the main thing with Mike Williams and uh, Joshua Palmer, you play, you pair those three, then you've got a pretty Joshua good... Joshua Palmer, that's who it is. Yeah, you got a pretty good offense, you know, especially with Austin Eckler. So you've got an opportunity to make something happen. Um, it's just, can you hang on to it? Can you stop losing those games by three points and kind of, you know, maintain some type of dominance throughout a game? So if they can do that, I think 11 wins is right in pocket for what the Chargers can do. I see some uh, very, very similar playing styles from the Chargers back to the greatest show on turf Rams back in 2000 with oh, Ball, one of the best dual threat running backs in history if not the best and that's obviously what Austin Eckler offers out of their backfield right he runs but can also catch a pass and 100 receptions last year like you mentioned he's one of the top targets for Herbert along with their wide receiving group who I, I agree got a lot more talented this year with a couple of additions I've always loved Gerald Everett at tight end Thank God they have an offensive coordinator that'll take the uh, take the reins a little bit and kind of just let Justin Herbert work as opposed to making them run so much. Uh, so I, I think that 11 wins is probably a good spot to sit. This is a hard division. Um, I don't know, man. And after, I know we're a week after, but like I just said the Chiefs were only going to have like two losses. So so now I'm kind of <laughs> thinking like maybe Damn. the Chargers might be on top of this division if the Chiefs are opening up the season. Chiefs are about to go off. Losing to Detroit. I don't know, man. They always have that comeback in the fourth quarter, but not this Thursday. No, not, not this time. So 11, 12, 
11. Okay. I'm going to go 11. I think that's a good number. Um, also, just interesting fact about the Chargers. They took Quentin Johnson with that first-round pick. They also took TCU wide receiver Darius Davis. Oh, yeah. And then in the seventh round, they took TCU quarterback Max Duggan as well. Is he <laughs> still on the roster? Uh, I don't know. Must but, be a practice squad kid. Yeah, probably. Let's let's hope so. Um, I don't know. Maybe Justin's got caught. Okay, I won't go there. <laughs> uh, Chiefs, 13, 14 wins? What, what are we doing with them? Well, uh, lost the big one on, on Thursday, you know, to the Detroit Lions team, where I think it's going to go super far. Dude, man, Campbell, year. let's go. Yeah. Um, Fake punts in the first quarter. Yeah, I love it, man. It's In your it's, own territory. It's ballsy football right there. <laughs> um, I don't know. I still think the Chiefs are great now without Travis, Travis Kelsey. That changes things. Before I said the Chiefs are going to win about 13 games, um, losing Kelsey for – however long he might be out for is huge and you saw how big not having Travis Kelsey was in that game against the Lions he's really the security blanket and he always finds a way uh, to make himself available and open without that for Patrick Mahomes around without a really stealth uh, uh, excuse me um, super strong receiving core I don't know how well they're going to do so I'm going to say I think they're going to come in second this year in this division I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 10 wins oh yeah, I'm saying with if, if if Travis Kelsey is out for an extended Rashad's period of time. Rashad's smoking that good good this morning. If he's out for an extended period of time, I think Mahomes is good enough to get you 10 games. Kelsey's good enough to get you at least 3 or 4. This just isn't fair after this week. I had 15 <laughs> yeah. wins. I'm not going to I'm not going to change my pick. I'm still going to go. I'm pretty sure I had them at 14 or 15 wins. I'm going to stick with that. I, I know that they've had the Kelsey injury since. And without Kelsey, the numbers are pretty glaring. Pat Mahomes is not nearly as successful in the last five, six years without him. So, uh, But I can't change my pick. i got to go 14. Let's just call it 15 wins and one loss already down. So uh, I'm probably going to be wrong on that one. Uh, I got them at 12 and 5. Sorry, what did you say? Uh, 11 and 6? Uh, 12 and 5? What you got there, Jordan? For the uh, for the, uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs, I can't change it. 15 wins. 15. I, had, <laughs> I had them smacking Hell everybody. Yeah. Hell, and and yeah. now I'm I'm gonna be wrong, but I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna eat crow and I'm gonna go off of my original pick. Um, I'm gonna go 12 and five because I I, I mean obviously the Chiefs aren't gonna be better uh, without uh, Kelsey on the field. I just think it was glaring how bad they were without him last week. I mean Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore did absolutely nothing to help the team. I mean uh, their running game is gonna be okay but if you can't do that and your guys are just dropping balls out there that Patrick Mahomes is giving you perfect passes and they're blatant like that was like I said glaring how much of a difference it was of no Kelsey and Kelsey as far as talent goes um so I'm going 12 and 5 which is good enough to win the division but I mean that fully healthy Chiefs team you could see when going 13 and 4 or 14 and 3 so um yeah tough year in Chiefs uh, terms, but they're going to still go 12 and 5 and win the division. Now, 49ers Seahawks. Are the Seahawks going to regress after last year? Was last year a flash in the pan with Geno and all them? I feel like they can have a somewhat similar year. I have them going 9 and 8 um, because I think there is somewhat of a head coach effect. Like, Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. I mean, they, they really didn't seem to skip a beat last year. Them being a playoff team was super surprising. Uh, whether that will happen again, we'd have to look at how our standings shake out. But I got Seahawks going nine and eight this year. Really? Yeah. I've got Seahawks um, winning at least. I got Seahawks winning at least eleven games this year. Woo! 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a flash in the pan. Um, I think Geno is really that good. Um, and I you add he, a good receiver out of uh, wide out of Ohio State, Smith Njigba. To add, you know, with your pretty already solid receiving core that has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, so I think the Seahawks, you know, pair it with a run game that looks like it's kind of come together. I think the Seahawks are in great position with the also in a division that has some some down teams. We're not sure um, what the Rams are going to look like. We're pretty sure what Arizona is going to look like. But really, the biggest question mark uh, there is is um, the 49ers offense going to be able to be as great as they, you know, as the defense so far. Brandon Ayuk is killing there. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, Seahawks in the season um, 11 and six. I'll go nine, maybe ten wins. I think I said nine and eight, and I'll stick to that. Devin Witherspoon probably not going to play it, so their top overall pick, fifth overall in the draft, not actually going to grab it, grab any snaps today, which sucks. I do like the acquisition of Smith and Jigba to the wide receiving core. It's already stacked with Lockett and Metcalf. You got Walker as well. The offense has some of the best names. Geno's a good quarterback, not a great one. Nine wins, eight losses. And for the 49ers, it's just, like I said, I I hope this is the year where they finally show that they're human. It's just every year they're able to get through their their inconsistencies, their problems, and end up in the playoffs or winning the division. As much as I would like to think that Brock Purdy is not going to be able to pull it through for this uh, team, he did it time and time again last year. Uh, 49ers, I got him at 12-5, and five, unfortunately, and then uh, probably end up beating the Cowboys again in the playoffs. And so is life. Man, um, 49ers, I think they're the best team in the division, um, offensively and defensively. Brock Purdy already has two touchdowns so far this uh, this game, both of which are to Brandon Ayuk, who is, looks like he's in line for a great season. Uh, you talk so much about Debo Samuel and what he's able to do for that 49ers team. Brandon Ayuk is really one of the unsung heroes of, of that squad. Uh, you pair him with Christian McCaffrey, and you pair him with – uh, George Kittle, who's one of the better tight ends in the league, and then oh, a defense with the one of the Bosa brothers who just got paid. Yo, I think this 49ers team is arguably the best team in football right now. I'm gonna say 13 and four. And if you haven't seen the video of him and John Lynch dapping it up after he signs the contract, go watch it because their high five is one of the loudest. It's like me off the driver, just pop, just echoes in the room. Very impressive. A lot of testosterone in that high five. Oh, yeah, man. I've got a project over the next couple weeks, and it's to figure out how the hell Brock Purdy dropped all the way to Mr. Irrelevant. And I know that this isn't a perfect science. You know, if I if I were able to predict what players were going to be in the NFL, I'd be a GM myself. But, dude, the last overall pick in the draft, and he's now already thrown two touchdowns, leading the offense like he's been in the league five years. What the hell did we all miss? Go Cyclones, baby. What did we all miss? Yeah, that is, it, it really is. And that's why I'm just like, dude, I can't, like, everyone that hasn't projected to be this good again. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah. 12 and 5, I guess. No, I, like, I, I'd say at least 13 wins. Yeah. And Rashad, did you say 13 as well? I said 13 as well. Okay, there it is. Um, I'll put this all together and uh, figure out who's making the playoffs according to our standings. And, and then maybe uh, as we get to like next week, we can try and give our Super Bowl winners and give some official uh, final placements here. So uh, let's wrap up Football Sunday, though. We're up against it. Do that next here. Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan.
Football Sunday with Rashad and Joe. Brought to you by Grillwork Supply Company on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday. Got to turn it around wrap up here real quick. Uh, yeah, crazy that we get two of the most important musical acts uh, leaving us within the same week. I know. Jimmy Buffett and the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Steve Hartwell. This, uh, this song, uh, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. The, I feel the like fact that you know his record. name is Steve Hartwell. Well, he was. Let's Granted, be, he's been in the news, you know, one of all their, week. Since to be he fair, away. Smash Mouth is from that time period, like man, late '90s stuff like that. Yeah. Like, bro, they had cuts. This song, "Walking on Walking on the Sun," uh, obviously All Star, which is like for every All Star game for like three years in a row, All Star was one of those songs that was just played. All the time, so it was those three songs plus the two covers. Can't like get I'm enough of you, baby. Like yeah. you said, there's a, there's some some songs that just live in '90s movies infamy. Uh, yeah. Do you think that anybody made a playlist of Jimmy Buffett and Smash Mouth music this week on Spotify? There's definitely I some Jimmy Buffett together. Well, uh, those but two on the same playlist. I would love to meet that guy. Just like, dude, two of my favorite artists, Jimmy Buffett, Smash Mouth, just back and forth. Like, what? Like I, I, you know, Jimmy Buffett, you're cool with that. I understand Parrotheads, but Smat, okay, okay. Smash Mouth was was okay. I hey, know. I remember they, they were had a sound. They were in the movie Rat Race at the end yes, of the movie. They were. They all come together at the end of the quote unquote race, and it's like a fundraiser yeah, that Smash Mouth money, is like yeah. headlining. <laughs> so there you go, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth ran the early two thousands. Okay, they did. They really. They were in Shrek. Man. They were like Jay Mariotti on the ESPN. Okay, J A Adonde. You know, Woody Page. You guys names. are going back, yeah. man. Oh God. Yeah. Hopefully, Jay Mariotti is uh, doing much better than he was fifteen years ago. Probably. Seriously. Not. <laughs> Uh, I hope everybody out there has a better Sunday than uh, what the Steelers are going through right now, because that's rough. Um, and just enjoy, enjoy it. This is one of the best times of the year. I'm with it, man. I'm going to go home, watch some football before I have a uh, beautiful young lady's college send-off to go to. Ah, yes. Yes, that time of year as well. All oh, right. Yeah. Jordan, thank you as always. Thanks, gents. Rashad. Love you all. Thank guy. you as well. Mm-hmm. And everybody that, that hung out with us on this Football Sunday, the first one of the NFL season. Thank you, and we will catch you all next Sunday. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.